episode number six, the LeBron James heel, the heel LeBron James episode. The Toon Squad LeBron James, yeah. It, was he, uh, did you watch Space Jam 2 or no? Oh, did I watch Space Jam 2? Yeah, I watched Space Jam 2. So he was wearing <laughs> seen it six. plenty of, yeah, saw him in the theaters twice. Yeah, he was wearing six in that. Man, you're missing out if you haven't seen Space Jam 2. I, I have not, no. I'm trying to think of like athletes. All right, so athletes who've worn number six. I just feel like this is not uh, Baker Mayfield. I feel like oh, we talked about him at one point. Baker, Baker, the, yeah. The Ryan Howard episode. I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I the like Travis Sanheim episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Russell. For all my boomers listening. Oh my god! I'm Doctor, trying Jay to think of like Glazer. the most irrelevant number six I can think of. Yeah, uh, Jay Cutler. <laughs> that's disrespectful. See, that's just that's rude. Porzingis, Porzingis. Oh, Porzingis is still relevant though. I, I need like I want a bottom of the barrel guy. Like yet again, you know, Good we talked about that. You know, we talked about that tweet, and it was like, oh, you guys that do just say old basketball players and you just have a fun time. So I'm trying <laughs> to. I'm just trying to think of the most irrelevant number six I can think of. Yeah, damn. I'm trying to think. Oh, Eric Bledsoe. Like this list is like it'll, it'll be like a Hall of Famer in some other sport, and then some random like just a scrub, yeah. NBA player makes zero sense. Andrew Bogut is on this list. I'm trying to think of like backup quarterbacks. Oh, um, I know Johnny Hecker, the punter. That's a good one. You know, that's a relevant hard enough knocks, for me. This the, hard the, knocks legend. That, that's the, that's the Johnny Hecker episode. Yeah, I I, I can live with that. And what was the name of that? Um. Back in it, bro, I remember like 2016, 17, I felt like there was a competition amongst the punters to just be like, oh, we're just going to get ourselves over like on social media and stuff. And people. Yeah, like the Marquette era. King Marquette era. King, yeah. Uh, Johnny Hecker, who was uh, mm-hmm. Tress Way on, on uh, my Washington football team. Um, Who else? Remember Chris Jones got over a little bit at that Chris point because uh, he was the uh, the puntisher because he had that one hit off a punter. Punter, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's a good yeah. point. Punters aren't giving themselves... Oh, Pat McAfee, oh, obviously. Yeah, Mac, of course. How do we yeah. forget, how do we forget the, the OG? The OG uh, punting um, influencer, I guess. You yeah, punting him. influencer. Yeah, <laughs> Pat McAfee. All right. So, I got, I got we got our uh, list of topics here. Uh, and I think we have to start. It is the summer. It is 2021. So, it's not an Olympic year, but it is an Olympic year. Uh, I, yeah, the 22 Olympics uh, or the 2020 Olympics. This is, I feel like, the last four to five years, uh, just in general. I don't care if we're talking summer or winter. I feel like the general public has just not given a single shit about the Olympics. That, that's a terrible take, I think. I've watched the I Olympics like every night. I, I don't think the general public cares about the Olympics as much. Dude, as they do, the, what are you talking about? The Simone Biles story has been like national news for days now. Dude, they, yes, that, that's completely different though. What do you that's mean? Completely different. Dude, back in the day, I, I remember like watching the Olympics as a kid, and I saw a TikTok about this. This is how this is how I know that there's some relevance to, to my take right now. Okay, back in the day, I could have named all five of those gymnast girls that were like one gold, like Allie Raisman and Michaela Maroney. And I think this was before Simone Biles or maybe I'm tripping, but oh yeah, there was Gabby Douglas. I literally saw hold someone on, talking on. about, the, oh my hold God. on, but then we have Apollo Ono. Obviously you got Mike Phelps, uh, Michael Phelps, but then you got, yeah, me and him are cool enough on the basis. <laughs> you, yeah, Mike, you and Mike Phelps. Mike Phelps. Yeah. But then Ryan Lochte, you got other guys like that. Like, dude, ain't, nobody would give a shit about these guys if they were just random people, but they became Olympic, like American, you know, like 
American heroes, if you want to call it that imprint, you know, kind of. Well, yeah, it's because they're winning. That's because they all won gold. That's the thing. USA just hasn't really won gold like they have won this year. Yeah. doesn't mean like people haven't watched though. Nobody cares about the Olympics like they used to. To an extent, but like I I still, I I don't know how you define how you care though, because then you're starting to name athletes like, all right, that's just because you haven't been watching the gymnastics. Like, you know, like I know who Suni Lee is. Like I know, um, but what's a uh, Childs? Like those Biles and Childs. They're like the two tag team duo. Like I know not... these people. Yeah, but uh, nobody's Ledecky. applying it. The type of yeah, but Katie. I've Ledecky... been watching water polo. Uh, Anderson, the captain of the volleyball men's team. You don't team. even know his first He's name. He's a go. I think it's it's either Ben. I think it's Ben. I okay, want to say it's right. Ben. I want to say it's Ben. It's either Ben or something else. Because I've watched this dude play, and you know, obviously, my dumb brain goes. <laughs> He's the same last name as me. I like that guy. It's either I think it's Ben. I think it's Ben Anderson. He's the captain of the men's volleyball team. I've been paying attention just because you haven't. Doesn't mean that no one else is. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. But I think on the other on the other hand, it's like I'm not necessarily like seeking out Olympic stuff. Like the only sport I even care about during the Summer Olympics is uh, basketball. And usually, yeah, US see, just... so you don't really even like. That's like the. Oh, I mean, that's the event I mean, like, no one really cares too. about. Like, bro, no, because we were talking about this. I, it was not last episode, but it might have been an episode before. Like during the Olympics, whether it's summer or winter, doesn't matter. The the most like random ass sports I, I'll like take a liking to and start watching them. Like one of them would be gymnastics. One of them speed skating. That's why Apollo Ono is like on my Olympics, like Mount Rushmore of just like notable Olympic athletes. That's why he's on there. So when I'm talking about the Olympics, like nowadays. Bro, I don't think people care about the Olympics as much as they used to. Like, remember, bro, the t- 2008 Beijing Olympics seemed like at the time like the biggest event in world history in my entire life. To that point, I mean, I was only what like nine or ten years old. But like, I feel like but, that's probably how it is for you know you're a kid though, and you know things seem like so much more like you know grand and shit. Like, you know, I feel like there's probably a point to be made because I think this not having fans there and you don't get like the culture aspect of like. You don't have like the Japanese people and like all like you know you get to see all yeah, right. their culture. You get a, around you know and I people traveling around and stuff like that. Like I, I understand that because with like there's been no fans, so it's been weird. But I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't know. I've really been watching like enjoying the Olympics. I know. I think we did okay in skateboarding. I think I think we won a somewhat either silver or bronze. We didn't win gold. We won gold in women's fencing. It was like women's fencing and like the smallest fence blade thing. I guess there's weight differences. And it was the first time we ever even got a medal and it was gold. I watched it. It was awesome. I've had the sprained ankles. So I've just been home this week and I, the Olympics have been incredible for me. So, yeah, you know, I know man. USA I, heartbreaking I loss in softball to Japan. It seems like this is a you issue, man, because I've been keeping up. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it is a me issue because I'm thinking like <laughs> even thinking about like the men's basketball team. Back, like, I remember in Beijing, dude, <clears throat> it was D. Wade and LeBron and, and Kobe and Carmelo, all these guys that are, like, certified legends, all well, of like them. like the dream team first part ballot, two. First ballot, like, Hall of Famer guys. And now you got JaVale McGee on a, JaVale on a, like, McGee. What are, we, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, trust me, I know we got Dame Lillard and we were supposed to have Brad Beal and we have KD and all that. And, and they're, they're fine players. They're top five to ten players in the league. In KD's case, clearly number two, number three type of guy. But, but there is like a matter. weird drop off of there's skill a su- there's level. a huge drop off, and it's like, like it's it terrible. goes from like back in the day it was 
uh, you, team USA was a team full of number one options on NBA teams. And now it's like, bro, you're getting number two, number three options on I mean, the like, national team. So it's hard for just a casual fan to get into it because it's not LeBron James, KD, AD, I watch all some these of the guys play- on one team. It's bad when I watch some of the players on the bench. I'm just like, man, you're telling me like Shake Milton was like too busy this summer. Like these are the bums you guys are putting out there. Their bench is kind of ass. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, forget who point. the other player was they had on the on the bench as like one of the replacement guys after like the little COVID outbreak or whatever. But I was just like, I mean, the fact that in- Kevin Love was even on the team to start with, it's like Kevin Love's not really getting playing time, right? Like oh, yeah. Kevin Love is a, a second, third option on most teams right now. No, I, I completely, so, completely you know, agree. Uh, fair point. I don't know, man. I get I just, it. And then like even um baseball, you know, like I saw Has like that team- started yet. I think it, it, it. I know for a fact there's a game tonight. It's the Dominican Republic versus Mexico at 11 well, p.m. Was USA played? Because I know. I don't know, but bro, the USA team is full of like. I'm sorry, and these guys obviously compared to the average baseball player, they're good because they're playing the Olympics or whatever. Nah, that's not, I might throw a future the on them for at least nah. them to medal. <laughs> bro, no way. I don't think there's a shot USA medals. Like, trust me, one of my favorite pitchers of all time. Like, I have random – I don't know if this is the same with you, like, with with hockey, just because, like, I I didn't grow up watching hockey the same way that you did, and I don't think you watched baseball the same way I did. So, like, I have all these random, like, players in my mind from, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s, 2010s, whatever. And the Team USA is, like, Edwin Jackson's, like, one of their best pitchers on the team. Edwin Jackson's, like, 40. He pitched for the Nats, (laughs) and I loved him like 10 years ago Dude, that's awesome yeah they're gonna and then, like yeah, they're gonna todd, every todd frazier todd frazier used to play for the reds used to play for the mets like now he's the starting like third baseman or first baseman I'm, i don't even know at this point so like team usa is it's i don't know if it's the same for other countries but i know for team usa it's just a bunch of like it's a bunch of scrubs essentially i know like, i know luke williams leaguers. was supposed to be on the team and luke williams is like a bench player on the phillies and we're terrible I think it's, so i think it's minor leaguers college players and it's just re- like retired and guys. Like veterans i guess yeah. I, I don't know like not retired but like old old dudes i think edwin jackson had the second i think he was second in mlb history in the amount of teams that he's played for like he's literally played for like 15 or 16 teams and now he gets to add team usa to that because i don't think he played for team usa ever before so it's crazy, huh. but it's hard to get into it. Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's hard to get into it when you have the World Baseball Classic every two years because the yeah. World Baseball Classic, like, I think back to the last time they had it, and it's like you have the ballparks they're playing in, like, Arizona and San Diego, and they're playing in at the Tokyo Dome, and they're, you know, playing at these, like, prestigious, like, venues across the world. But then Team USA at that time, it was, like, Adam Jones and, all, all you know, uh, Yelich and all these guys that were, like, actually – good in real life at baseball in the MLB and so were the other countries. So that makes it, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're more into it when it's like guys that are actually playing. Like, could you imagine a team USA right now? If you had Mike Trout and Bryce no, Harper yeah. and you know what I mean? Like I, it's, I it's that, that. different. I don't know. I kind of like seeing like the fact that like, you know, USA is just a bunch of scrubs. I kind of like, I'll tune in. Cause if they win games, I'm like, yeah, we're the underdogs. Like the only sport that like, we're underdogs in right now, even though it's, you right. know, America's pastime. I wouldn't even call these guys, but like, I wouldn't even necessarily call these guys scrubs, but like compared to like the yeah. roster that team USA could put out, like if they had like trout and Harper and I'm trying to even think like who the fuck else they put in there, but like Chris Bryant and all these guys that would like, you know, put together like a team full mm. of all-star type of um, almost MVP caliber players that are American compared to like, dudes that are 35 and haven't played in the MLB in like three years. Like it's just hard to get into it 
you know, in comparison. But yeah, that, no, that's my I understand. Only I get it. I, I get the take, but like, like I said, I don't know. I'm enjoying the Olympics. It's been fun for me. I've been enjoying, you know, watching everybody get their medals. Uh, I've realized that like the Olympics just atmosphere interests me a lot. Cause I just like, you know, sit around and watching cause all their like the Japanese, like, uh, facility and they keep saying it on the commentary and stuff and even as just like watching they keep talking about like how it's beautiful and like how high tech it is and how like just top of the line just as like a fan i'm watching i'm like wow that does look like a cool place and i don't know the olympics i think are a really cool time i think you're tripping on yeah. that oh no, no. I, i'm not saying they're not i just feel like they don't have the same aura as they did back same in the aura i I, and I do yeah. like just to go back. I think I, I do think it has to do with fans. I, I get the same aura part. Uh, yeah. No, I I, I mean it very no well. fans could there be. does stink. It very well could be that could be the the reason why I'm mm. you know thinking that way. Uh, but speaking of baseball, I feel like we should probably stay on this topic. Uh, oh, the point. MLB trade deadline because I'm I'm we're dropping this episode tonight. We're recording it on Thursday. Uh, it is two forty right now as we speak. Yeah. Uh, but this is coming out tonight. And uh, the MLB trade deadlines tomorrow at 4 p.m. And I feel like just in the last five years, this feels like the most uh, active trade deadline with the highest caliber players, like in quite you know, some time. I was thinking that too, because like I know, um, I know Marte just got traded like a couple days. It was like yesterday he got traded. Yesterday he got traded. Marte got traded. Uh, Joey Gallo did he get traded? Joey last Gallo night got too? traded last to the night, Yankees, yeah. right? Is that, uh, is that huge the deals? Like those yeah. are two. Those are two uh, players. That's yeah, like huge deals. And honestly, like I really liked, uh, like the Nationals are the team every year. There's a team that is like the one team that's selling, and that's the Nationals this year. My Washington Nationals, obviously, it stinks. Uh, Max Scherzer literally just got done pitching a uh, six six inning, one run jam against the Phillies. His last start as a National because he's definitely getting traded tonight. Uh, and it sounds like it's either gonna be the Giants, the Padres, or the Dodgers. And I saw it, dude, this is this was what was crazy to me. And, like, this is not even, like – like, I know it's baseball, so there's, like, a different parallel and stuff. But with hockey, I feel like – because we'll, we'll get to it, but your Flyers are extremely active this offseason yeah. and whatnot. But I feel like teams have – a lot of fans, I should say, they'll put, the, they'll put together these, like, weird attachments to players and stuff. And when it comes time for them, like, Max Scherzer – like this is the last year of his deal. He's a free agent after this year. So a team that's in the run for the playoffs can easily just trade for Max Scherzer, a get him for a playoff run. Yeah, yeah. Get him for the playoff run and then go all in for this year where I feel like, you know, a, a lot of, cause I feel like in, um, as compared to hockey, like this off season, just of what I've seen, like, I, I don't know if it's cause like, I'm in this the general area of Philadelphia, but y'all have been super active and it seems like all the fans are like super receptive to y'all making those type of deals, letting yeah. go, letting go of guys that are, you know, fan favorites. Whereas we, mm-hmm. the nationals just won a world series. They have been prior to 2019, 2018, they were supposed to be nice as shit. And 2018 was the best roster the nationals ever had. And they didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even win like 82 games. Like they literally were 500. Uh, they win the World Series the next year, and then 2020 COVID year, they were dog shit. This year, they're even worse after making uh, – It is a weird drop-off that, like, you guys had. Yeah, so and it's, it's part of the odd. reason – So, like, Nationals fans, there's a weird, like, it's the boomers. They want to keep Max Scherzer. Uh, and I'm like, bro, like, no, trade him. Let him go. Get whatever. Like, 
like even to the, the trades that have already been done, Joey Gallo, that trade, the Yankees got a they, the Yankees got exactly what they needed in getting Joey Gallo, but the Rangers got like six prospects that are all going to be good. Mm-hmm. My favorite trade of the deadline so far was the A's and the Marlins yesterday, Starling Marte going to Oakland and then Jesus Lazardo, just one for one going back yeah. back and forth. That's a sad I thought that one. was the perfect. That was the perfect deal. Y'all should have been on. on I, 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 I know we should have been, and we were, and it was rumored that we were. But the issue is that we suck. We suck. We suck. Like today should have been a win. It really should have. Like I know it was Scherzer's last game, which like was like a he wasn't even scary supposed to pitch. A fan, but he wasn't, he wasn't supposed, supposed to pitch. pitch. You guys are like, you know, with the COVID going on, you guys are kind of, you know beat down as a roster meanwhile we're trying to fight for the playoffs we can't we get one hit one run are you kidding me yeah that's that was the one thing i said was um like one home run that's it that was uh, cool which is the most max scherzer start of all time like give up one run the only run the only hit is a solo home run because that's all he gives up like yeah. if max scherzer is giving up hits <clears throat> they're they're solo home runs like that's oh it makes it dominant stand you know? corrected he had three hits it showed up right here, but still, still the same point. Like, come on. Either way, the the my thing is like I saw Nationals fans saying, um, because in twenty, I think it was twenty fourteen or twenty sixteen, I can't remember. We played the Dodgers in the playoffs and lost, and then we played them again in the playoffs and lost, and then we finally beat them in twenty nineteen. And this, I'm not gonna say this dude's name. Some jobber Nationals reporter, not even reporter. I shouldn't even say that. Uh, but he comes out and has a nerve to say nationals fans are going to be pissed if we trade Scherzer to the Dodgers because we've matched up with them in the playoffs so many times. I'm like, yeah, they're like kind of like our rival out of the division. Eh. But at this point you're rebuilding who gives a shit if the Dodgers win a world series or not trade. I don't care who you're trading them to. I would trade Max Scherzer to the Mets, to the Phillies, to the Braves. It doesn't matter if we're getting the proper like return back. I don't care Mm -hmm. because this team is not, built for that but and there's so many so many players like i feel like obviously we can talk about max scherzer all day but he's the he's the prize of the trade deadline right now um you know there's other guys but i feel like joey gallo was another one he already got yeah. Marte, Marte was my was. big guy yeah he, he, yeah, he got traded brad hand on the nats yeah uh, Pen- I wanted hand traded. as well yeah i hated that re- that return i mean you're getting back you they the nats got back the blue jays uh 17th rated prospect in their in their system for one of the best like relief pitchers in baseball it makes zero sense but that's besides the point i don't know i just I had to rant a little bit because it's like yo national sands it, it's like yo beggars can't be you know they can't be choosing all that shit you gotta let if yeah. you're gonna trade max max scherzer you get back the best return i don't care who you're trading them to like you could trade them to the mets if you're getting the return back it doesn't matter like it really does not matter no, if you're gonna like all. if you if you're going to suck for a little bit, then like, what does it matter that a team that was already probably going to beat you when you guys played has a better player now? Like it's not like the Dodgers and like the Nats are really going to like have some type of rivalry right now. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like our front office is going to be like holding back on trading with him, with them because of, you know, as if he'll have any future. Yeah. Like Like it's going to have considerations. Yeah. Any relevance in the future. Yeah, that it makes, makes sense to zero me. sense at all. And I'm I'm trying to think of like uh, who else could be on uh on like you know the trading block or whatever. I know oh, Jose, we haven't talked about uh Jose Barrios Chris Bryant or uh Chris Bryant. Rizzo, yeah. yeah. 
it sounds like Chris Bryant and Rizzo are all but gone. I, no one knows oh, really yeah. who they're going to. Like. I know today they're not in the lineup. Um, Daniel Hudson on the Nats is a bullpen arm. He's definitely probably going to get traded again. And then uh, the Twins, they said uh, Barrios, Buxton, Kenta Maeda, and Michael Pineda. They're just willing to trade everyone. Oh, wow. So they're, they're kind of on the same page as the Nats, I guess. And then another thing I saw was that White Sox were all in on getting Trevor Story. They were all in on getting uh, mm. Rocky shorts up Trevor Story and couldn't get him. They uh, apparently – well, I shouldn't say they couldn't get him. They said that the asking price was really high. So instead they're trying to get Cesar, former Philly, Cesar Hernandez, uh, from the Indians, but nothing's official yet. Um, I, this this next 24 hours is going to be crazy because, like, there's going to be a lot of trades and it's going to be a lot of notable guys getting traded. Uh, I don't know, man. I I prefer – it doesn't matter if it's NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, does not matter. The trade deadline in the offseason, I want them every year to be as hectic as possible. Oh, my God. Like, well, MLB has been crazy. MLB has been, like, teasing – uh, the past few years, I feel like in the trade deadline, in the all season, they've been like teasing like like, a lot of teams. That shit, like, you know what I mean? They've been like teasing, like almost like this is gonna be a crazy all season or a crazy trade trade deadline, and it kind of never lives up to the expectations. I, I feel mean, like this trade I'd say the uh, I'd say like the off season where like you know Machado signed uh yeah. signed his contract and Harper was the Phillies. Harper, like yeah. I feel like that that was like a pretty notable off season. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, definitely that's the most notable offseason. Uh, of last Mike Trout got that huge contract that same offseason, I remember. I feel like that was fairly notable because before then it was always like is Mike Trout gonna stay with the Angels and then he signed that big right. contract and it was like, Okay, yeah, I guess he And is. I wanna say that was like us the that was twenty nineteen, twenty eight it was twenty eighteen because Harper played yes, in 2018 this is Harper's and left. Third year, and yeah. I want to say that that was the year that Otani signed with the Angels, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, and I felt like the Otani signing wasn't even like it wasn't like top of the line news, but like if you pe- people that were in the know, like Jake, like mm. he was in the know, like he he watched you know Japanese baseball or whatever all the time and knew that Otani was going to be good. And he obviously last night, what he hit his 37th home run of the year or something. It like. is. Crazy it's crazy how good he is. <clears throat> like, like he's as good as like at bat as he is at pitching. That's in, that's nuts. Yeah, like, you see most pitchers, you know, bat. You're lucky if you're getting a 200 hitter or like pitcher that can hit. Oh, yeah, 200. I mean, you're lucky. You're lucky. I mean, you got to think about it. Pitchers pitching every fifth day, and they're probably getting two to three at bats a game. If that. yeah, like you know, if you're at, ass, bro, you're getting one at bat. Exactly. They're terrible then you have Shohei Otani who comes in who's not only an elite pitcher but then also one of the if not the best bats in the entire league that's crazy I mean he's he's the best power hitter in baseball right now yeah yeah the stats support it it's nuts but going for my uh what's gonna be a hectic next 24 hours for the trade deadline and honestly I was I was thinking about it and I was like yeah watch us record this podcast and then right after we're done 30 minutes after Scherzer or someone's getting traded like I just have that feeling I feel like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, do we want to do NHL or do we want to do NBA? What are, let's go NHL go real both. quick. We can go into both. Well, we're going right. to get an Let's go NHL. And then uh, we will go on from there. Again, the NBA. Uh, I mean, so NHL, yeah, they just had their uh, trades. Not really trade deadline, but trades uh, open back up the offseason, off like, officially begun. So the draft happened, uh, or the expansion draft happened. 
I think we talked about that last week. If not, yeah. Seattle's terrible. That that's pretty much the only point that has to be made. Yeah, I'll say and, this. I saw that they took a they took the Capitals' backup goalie, uh, mm-hmm. Vanishek or something. Yeah, and then traded him back to the Capitals for a second round pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I. Seattle's doing a lot of things where people are just like, what's the what is your strategy? They don't really. It seems like they don't have a strategy. It's kind of just like. They're drafting good players. Like I heard, uh, one of the really good young defensemen that they picked up, uh, uh, Vince Dunn. Sounds like they might also be trading him back out. And it's like, so what's the? Why'd you? Yeah, like they're pretty much just they're in. pretty much just making a whole bunch of cap space and getting a whole bunch of picks in the process. So like, the only thing I can really think that they could be doing is getting all of this cap space, like having as much cap space in the world right now. So then later down the line, they can, you know, take on bad contracts and continue to get draft picks. Like for the Flyers, let's say if they want to dump uh, James Van Riemsdyk, who's a big hit on their cap, trade him over to Seattle, give him like a second round or a first round to go along with it. And Seattle's like, yeah, we'll take the cap on and we'll take your first. That's it. Because like this offseason, I don't know if you've seen, but there's been a lot of trades where players are getting traded for nothing. It, the fact that cap space is opening up is enough for teams to be willing to get rid of stuff like Vegas could just trade on Mark Andre Fleury for like nothing. Literally, not like, like nothing, literally nothing. Sure literally yeah. nothing. I don't think they got any return. I think I think I saw maybe they got like a minor prospect, but it was quite literally just take them, take the guy. The Flyers traded a uh, Shane Goss's bear a couple days ago. Like um, I want to say it was Thursday. I think we traded him last Thursday, so a week ago. Um. And we traded him to Arizona for a second and a seventh that we got nothing in return. We were like, take him and here's some picks just for you to take him. Nothing in return. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's nuts. Cap space has been like this flat cap that the NHL has right now has been proven to be like just absolutely insane. I think the Nats just hit a home run. I don't know. They don't. <laughs> the, it was Damn. close. It was on the warning track. <laughs> uh, but the flat cap's been so crazy. And with like the way teams are trying to improve, just having a little bit of open cap space, be able to take right. on anything is giving people like so much freedom right now. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I can't imagine, like, I don't know, man, I, I, I guess like some teams are in different spots. Cause like this kind of goes for all sports. Like uh, I think of like, even like the, the Milwaukee bucks or uh, a team that's just on the fringe, like the past couple of years, like, and obviously the bucks went and won the championship, whatever we already talked about it, but like, uh, prior to this year, you know, last year and the year before that, they were always on the brink of like doing something. But I felt like they never went and made the move to go and be a team that's going to win the championship. Mm. And I feel like in any sport nowadays, it's like, yo, bro, take. I, I don't. I just don't get a lot of front offices like mindsets. Whether it's it doesn't matter, you know, in any sport, I don't get a lot of the front offices like mindset of just like be willing to like the, the willingness to like sit back and like just go with the flow and not be aggressive. Like, bro, no, it's frustrating. Like lot, what's, actually. yeah. And especially for the fans and whatnot, like, well, the flyers one thing if your years. team's going to be, yeah. And it's like one thing for your team to be asked, like if your team's going to be asked and like, you have to at least have something that's going to bring people mm. and, ha- and bring them to the seats, whatever. But in a scenario where it's like, yo, we can just improve our team and, you know, we could just, trade picks or whatever and just get this guy back just all mm-hmm. we got to do is pay him his money like dude these owners are literally billionaires millionaires at the at yeah. this point 
they so can afford like the to actual pay it. money. Yeah, it's not like, the that's actual why money I hate, aspect. I hate when like teams like and their fans will be like, "Oh, dude, we don't have the cap or nothing for that, or we don't have this, that, and a third for it." It's like, yo, y'all can make it, between the owner and the front office, y'all can make it work. You can free up some money and trade people or get rid of people or restructure mm-hmm. contracts and make if whatever there's a little, works. There's a way. Exactly. And that's, that's pretty much exactly. what's happening with hockey right now. Like, and that's honestly are, probably probably a good spot to even talk about y'all like your situation with the Sixers and all that. Like, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Well, I, one of the underrated uh, storylines that's in, of tonight's NBA draft has got to be Ben Simmons because it sounds like he's gone. Yeah, and he's going to the Wizards. I, I already know you're you're gonna have a Ben Simmons jersey next year. I, I already know it. He's gonna dude, be your favorite to, player, dude, Joe. He's ben be your favorite could, player. Ben Simmons could turn into like. Oscar Robinson and I would just I would not. You have Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons and you know Ugh, fan dude. favorites. It's gonna Ew. be your fan favorite. Washington's gonna rejoice, guys. You have murals of them. That a brick mural. A brick mural. Get it? But uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, man, I don't know. I really don't know what to expect tonight. So that's the thing. Like I know you just said. Uh, you know, while we're recording, you never know what's going to happen. Same with the Ben Simmons deal. Like, there could be something coming along the lines, like, at any minute now. Because it sounds like if a deal is going to be done, more than likely it would be done, to, like, if he's going to get traded tonight. Because here's the thing. If he gets traded tonight is my only issue is I don't think that – I don't know if the Sixers get what I'm looking for. Like, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but, like, I if I'm trading Ben Simmons, I want to trade him – plus and get better it's like if we're trading him tonight we're probably gonna like trade for a high pick probably a solid player and like a prospect mate well not a prospect but like you know a, a young guy i feel right. like that's probably gonna be end up being what the return is and like i'm cool with that i'll live with that like you know i know um I'm trying to think one of the teams i think the Cavs are one of the teams rumored and they have a high pick you know that'd be nice that'd be cool but i don't know I'm really at a like a crossroads with Ben Simmons right now because as much as I want him gone, I don't want him gone for just like you know any old thing. Right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of in the same spot with Brad Beal. It's like, you know, there's all these rumors, and it's like the the one guy that I trust, the one man that I trust in all of NBA reporting, Quentin Mayo, formerly of NBC Washington. This man is like cool with Bradley Beal. Like they are cool. They're yeah, always talking on Twitter. Him, bro. He's constantly like talking and like his and wife, space jam together. Like, yeah, like they, he's a, <laughs> like, he's a cool cat and he's clearly like cool with Bradley Beal. And when all these reports came out a couple days ago about Bradley Beal, like going and demanding a trade, he was like, the, the report is false. I'm told. I'm like, well, who are you hearing it from? Like, we know you're hearing it from Brad Beal. If it's false. It's yeah. false. So I knew it was false, but at the end of the day, it's like, yo, if we're going to trade him, if we're gonna trade him, there, there's, there's no one in between. If you trade Russ, you trade Brad Beal. You don't do one or the other. You trade both no. of them. And, and no, you do the because the future, because the Lakers are apparently interested in Russ. So it's like, yo, I don't care if they have pick number twenty nine. I would just trade him straight up to take forty five million dollars off of our cap and you know replace it or whatever. Yeah, I understand it. But there's a, there's a fine line. I feel like they need to go, and I feel like the Sixers are in the same spot. It's like. Bro, honestly, you could say this for every team, though. Like we're we were just kind of talking about it. Like, what is the what is your purpose for for like kind of being like you know 
like standoffish in the in the trade deadline or in, in the draft or whatever. Like, if you're the Wizards and you're gonna get rid of one of Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, then get rid of why Bo- wait? Yeah, like yeah. why build Bo- around you know, at that point? Get yeah, picks, I get that. whatever. Especially on draft night because people are gonna be like having to be the nostalgia of draft night. People are gonna be like polarized to go and trade their picks or trade whatever because mm-hmm. they're on the forefront. So you're gonna trade them. So you want to make a big move. You yeah, know? but my thing is if you're trading Brad Beal, if you're trading Russ West, like you don't get back. The rumored package was like Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma for Russ. I bro, keep well, them as far away from DC as we possible. already know what you're getting back for Brad Beal. So it's you know Dennis Schroeder and Ben Simmons, you guys are no. gonna be you guys could be set next to you. You guys no. be good. Dude, honestly, I don't like I don't know what fan. Like would you be guys hyped. would be cool. You guys are gonna be. You guys are gonna what, be what team would be hype to get Ben Simmons right now? Because I know if he came to the Wizards and the Wizards were full of jobbers and I knew they were only going to win ten games next year, you'd have to be a I solid still team. Still wouldn't about it. I still wouldn't even want him to be on the team. No, but that's the thing with Ben Simmons right now is like with a lot of the destinations he's rumored to go to. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why you guys are interested in Ben Simmons, but go for it i guess like why do the Cavs want ben simmons well i saw what's, what's ben simmons doing on the Cavs? i saw what's sacramento. ben simmons doing on sacramento nothing and that's the thing is like, like well you, you could trade him to sacramento if, but you're not going to get De'Aaron fox so settle that's for my point then, then, I don't, then i don't i don't then i'll trade him to seattle or sacramento then i don't if i'm, I'm daryl Mo- if i'm daryl morey i'm i'm getting whatever i can i don't know i think buddy hill will work in philly I think he will too, and I've wanted Buddy Heald in Philly, but like, yet again, I don't want to like rehash old debates. I don't. The Ben Simmons trade is just weird to me. I'm gonna be very like, if it does happen tonight, next episode's gonna be interesting because I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it. Because I do, at the end of the day, I, I I'm there's a little soft spot for Ben Simmons. I'm not you know years down the line, I'm not gonna be like, man, Ben Simmons that bum, he sucked, he blah blah blah. I mean, I probably will. But at the same time, I'll remember the good games, too. I'll remember the right. good times. I'll remember the good moments of Ben Simmons because there were a lot of them. He has – he brought somewhat relevancy back to the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid did most of that. But, you know, without Ben Simmons, we probably don't make the playoffs like those first couple years. We don't, And Ben Simmons was a big part of rebuilding basketball in Philadelphia, so I'm going to appreciate him for that. I really – can't hate the guy for that but then i also have to remember you know remember when he scored one point one singular point against uh the boston celtics in a playoff game and then tj mcconnell had to start like pretty much the whole next game yeah I, it, you remember that you remember I him you know, passing up on dunks you were like these are things you remember and those so are things there's gonna that, be uh, a sour smell yeah there's still gonna be like that stench around ben that i think it's gonna take a couple years but if if he does get traded today I hope Ben Simmons the best. I hope he gets a, you know, I hope he can learn how to shoot. I don't think he will because he's freaking refused to do so in all of his time here now. At least Markel Fultz tried. That's why when I see Markel Fultz, like, somewhat doing good in Orlando, I'm like, all right, you know, good for you, man. Like, I know it didn't end the best between us, but, like, at least you tried to get better. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, but honestly, I I just, like, if I'm y'all, like, if I'm the Sixers, I'm – I'm trading Ben Simmons and I'm like living with the result because you know, you're not going to like, you're going to run it back again. Like the, the rumors no, are, he doesn't know rumors are he doesn't work on his game and he doesn't really have an interest in doing so. So it's like, so, just, just, you know, just live with the result. Tra- you see what you can get for him and, and live with it. 
it was a really interesting uh a really interesting trade destination on uh Ben Simmons that I don't know. I don't know who you trade for him or how the like how it would work and also weird chemistry there but like the Miami Heat are apparently want ben, like Ben Simmons and I'm like but pretty much all the rumors that Jimmy Butler just like pretty much didn't fuck with like Ben him Simmons pretty much like at all like he kind of yeah. kind of the same way he didn't really bang with like Wiggins and shit he, you know you see all that potential and you don't really work on it so I'm like how's that are they moving Butler like well I don't understand how that trade would even yeah. work unless somehow some way it's like Ben Simmons for Jimmy Butler and Butler's back in Philly which you know yeah I doubt I it know. but yeah I, like it, I don't understand like, how he would work in Miami yeah but, but to be fair like you could say that for any city how does he work <laughs> but yeah I, that's besides the point yeah, I feel like yeah. while we're still on the topic uh we should move in uh NBA draft obviously it's tonight uh we got our best bets I feel like this is like one of those drafts where like it's kind of uh, cons- consistent. Everyone knows who's going number one, but after number one, it gets kind of interesting. Like you got mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, great point guard. You got Evan Mobley, the uh, the big man out of USC, who's like versatile, new new type of big man can shoot, you know, stretch the floor, or whatever. And then you got the two G League guys, Kaminga, Jalen Green. It, it's gonna get uh, a little dicey tonight because just I feel like there's no. Uh, you know, I feel like in the NFL draft or whatever, which is, you know, arguably, I'm not arguably, but it's definitely the most, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, popular fan interacted type of draft, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, NBA draft is definitely number two. Uh, and I think out of, you know, all these past drafts that have been happening these last couple of years, this one's the most interesting, especially because it's the, you know, NBA finally, they, they, they introduced that you know, new, the new way of going to the league, like through the G league. So you yeah, can basically like, go yeah. through college and go to the G league. And now you're finally seeing uh, some of those prospects come out and be top mm-hmm. guys. You see Jalen green, John Kaminga. Those are two of the, the G league guys tonight that are pr- projected to go top 10, both of them at least. Yeah. Uh, so with that, for my first NBA draft best bet, I'm going Davion Mitchell, the guard out of Baylor. I'm going uh, Davion Mitchell to go top 10 He's plus 195 to go top 10. So uh, you get plus money for him to go top 10. I could see him going like seven or eight because he brings a defense. He's got a three ball. He's he's the versatile type of combo guard that you need in today's NBA. Uh, but most importantly, out of those things, like, yeah, he can shoot and all that, but he plays defense. And that's something that is uh, a diamond dozen, I feel like, at the guard position nowadays. So I, I like Damian Mitchell top 10 uh, for my NBA draft uh, best bet. My first best bet. Well, I have one that, you know, goes pretty much directly against that. I have Davion Mitchell going over at 12 and a half just because I like the value on it. Minus 125. This is this NBA draft. It's kind of, you know, it's unpredictable. You really don't know where teams are going to go. And, you know, you can see a guy like Davion Mitchell fall. You know, you never know with trades coming up because, like, like we mentioned with a Ben Simmons trade, you don't know. What if the Ben's, what if they get a top 10 pick, they draft some off the wall character and, Everybody drops down one, you know. Right. The NBA draft, I think, could go crazy tonight. So, you know, minus 125 for over at 12 and a half. I don't hate it for Davion Mitchell. I could see him going. I think he'll be – it's going to be close, but I could see him being, like, the 13th overall pick. Yeah, that I like that because uh, – well, obviously I don't like it because I had Mitchell top 10. I was going to say, no, you I don't. Mean, uh, <laughs> in terms of my next pick, uh, my, my theory with this draft is I feel like this is um, – 
the first year where I feel like you saw it last year with the Lakers. You saw it with the Bucks this year where it's like all you kind of need is like a guy to fill a, a certain type of role. Like if a dude can fill his niche like so good, then you can just let him be. Like I think that like the Miami Heat, you know, when they were playing the Lakers, you know, you had Duncan Robinson. All he was doing was shooting threes. Like you – like. Duncan Robinson was coming in. He was taking 10 shots a game and they're all threes. You're going to live with them. If he is, is two for 10, you're going to live with them. If he's seven for 10, it doesn't matter. You're going to live with the result because he's a dude that can shoot from range. So I feel like Mitchell's that kind of guy where he can step in. He can shoot the three ball. He can play defense. He can be that combo guard for my next pick, Corey Kispert. The uh, he's a shooting guard uh, slash forward uh, from Gonzaga as well. And he, his whole MO in college was I can shoot the three ball, like just, catch and shoot i'm the catch and shoot type mm-hmm. of guy he kind of reminds me of like joe harris that kind of player like a boyan bogdanovich so i like his draft position they have uh cory kispert's draft position under 13 and a half plus 100 odds uh for him to go 13 or under i like that because i feel like a team that is fringe on that lottery like maybe like a toronto raptors or someone because i don't think the raptors maybe they keep their top five pick but yeah. they don't you know, they're a team that's close enough to competing that a guy like Corey Kispert would fill that role of being like just catch and shoot type of three point guy. Um, any, any team that's relatively close to competing uh, in the top 10, top 15, I feel like, well, not top 15, but top, you know, 13, I feel mm-hmm. like could take that flyer on Corey Kispert. So give me Corey Kispert under 13 and a half for his draft position uh, plus 100 odds for that. I like it. I like it. Uh, for my second one, I have uh, Scotty Barnes with his draft position. I have over five and a half at plus 275. I, I love those odds. Plus 275. And it pretty like pretty much every mock draft that I've like I've been looking at has him going pretty much right at five to the magic. So it all just goes on like are the like it pretty much depends on it. Do the magic pick because I haven't really seen any like mock draft where any other of the top four teams really pick uh, Scotty Barnes in the top four. So I don't know. I like the odds there plus 275 and it all really just depends on if Orlando takes them or not. I don't know. You never know what happens. Like the NBA draft be crazy. People, you know, always go off the wall things. So I think the odds are too good to not like, I, I think the, I just like the odds there plus 275 for, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, no, I, I feel I like I feel like the spread should be a little less on that one because I feel like there's better odds than, in my opinion, that's better odds than two seventy five. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, because just like you said, I have been looking at like mock drafts and stuff like that, and one of the most like consistent uh, picks was Scotty Barnes at five. So yeah. I I just looked on um I looked on DraftKings and I saw uh they have odds out for every pick they early this morning. They had every pick first, second, third, fourth, fifth, but mm-hmm. Woj dropped up, you know, in quotes, Woj bomb that Cade Cunningham was going number one as if yeah, no one shocker, knew that that was yeah, be right? So everyone knew that was going to happen. So I feel like everyone's assuming Jalen green's going to go number two because he's got the ties with Houston and all that uh, with Kevin Porter jr. And whatnot. So I assume he'll go number two. I assume Meb- uh, Evan Mobley is going to go number uh, three and then for number five you know right now on DraftKings, scotty barnes is minus 295 to go number five yeah give me jonathan kuminga plus 425 the the g league kid i mean dude he's a 
combo like he's he's a type of player there's that he's got length he can he can do multiple things he can guard one through five he can do a lot of different things that's the kind of player that nba teams are looking for nowadays plus 425 this guy this is a guy that was a consensus top five pick for months especially during the college basketball season and, and don't get me wrong scotty barnes florida state great player don't get me wrong but i like the upside especially for a team like the magic where they're not competing anytime soon take the flyer on the g league kid see if he can turn into a superstar uh, i mean i mean you literally just saw it in the, in the nba uh finals this, this past finals where the the bucks took a flyer on a guy like Giannis. obviously it was 15 and there's a lot less pressure on taking a guy at 15 than if you're taking him at five but you're taking a guy that's got the build to be to be a great and you're just basically banking on his work ethic as whatever to to bring himself to the next level give me kuminga uh, fifth overall trust me i love scotty barnes but i think like you said you like him over five and a half i think mm. he, he'll go six seven something somewhere in that range so I, I, I like kuminga number five overall so it sounds like it sounds like we have the first ever shoot talk parlay <laughs> is that too what like <laughs> too late we're doing too like parlay i think yeah, i think you have to put on the graphic i think what pl- plus 275 then what was a plus 425 yeah shit i don't even know if uh, put, draft put it on the graphic that. put on the graphic it's the official shoot talk <laughs> best bet um, and then for for my last one, you just mentioned, you know, we assume what the top three is going to be. And I'm going to be completely honest with this, like, upcoming NBA draft. I, I'm not really too familiar with these guys, so I don't know what teams are really, like, you know, thinking about going into this draft. So, you know, we assume what the top three is going to be. We assume it's going to be Cunningham, Green, Mobley. My third best bet is assume nothing at plus 500 i have cunningham mobley green because why not why yeah, not honestly, you never know houston you, you, you never know there I especially with the way houston's going right now with like the moves they've made in the past i, I wouldn't be shocked yeah i'm dead ass i had uh i had that as one of my like i had like written down a couple of picks and i was like mm-hmm. kind of deciding between it that was one i had because like mobley fits that uh that new age NBA type of like big man role, like kind of like mm-hmm. Aiden, where he's like, can do a lot of different things. And uh, Mobley, I guess, as opposed to Aiden can actually shoot the ball a little bit at, at range. So uh, I definitely like uh, Evan Mobley there. I, I feel like if any other draft, he's probably the number one pick, but just, it's just loaded. Cade Cunningham is a different, yeah. type of, different type of cat, but all right. So we got our best bets in for the NBA draft. I'm going to post those on Instagram and everything. Uh, but I feel like it's a perfect time before we get into our debate topic, which is the top five roided athletes. Before we get into well, that, okay, can I put a little asterisk? Can we also include PEDs? I feel like PEDs count too. I mean, P. I thought they were one the same. I figured like, well, I mean, I don't know, like steroids, PEDs, like, it's like, like testosterone. Like, is that like, I, te- dude, everything? I'm not everything. Metabolic <laughs> steroids. I'm talking about like any type of steroid. anything. Okay. Like any performance enhancing drug, aka PED, anything. Bet. Uh, but before we get into that, obviously, big news in the wrestling uh, landscape. Oh yeah, um, totally forgot about this. I, who, I mean, I don't even know how to start this topic off because it's just kind of like for me, I'm like, ugh. you want the A mark to take over? Yeah, <laughs> the A W mark. mark. Like, trust me, dude. I'm trying to get into it. I really am trying to get into A W. But even though I'm trying. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan going are not, and this is just me being honest, they're not drawing me towards AW. But if they came back to WWE, I'm watching Raw, SmackDown every week. But them going to AW, like, I just don't care. Like, I don't See, know what that's it is. Just wild. That's wild to me. That's wild to me. You're telling me you're not going to watch CM Punk on AW. You're I mean, not like, going to tune in. 
that rampage episode that they tease in Chicago. You're not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it. I mean, I'm clearly I'm going to watch that. Exactly. I mean, uh, dude, they're probably going to show up. They'll tease a little match, and then next thing you know, you're like, "Well, I mean, I wonder how he looks in the ring." And then you tune in next week, and then you know, you see a little, (laughs) you start getting, you know, you see a John Moxley promo, and then you're like, "Oh, I love Wild Uh, Thing." Next thing you know, you're a Mark. That's what happens. No, I said it to, I said to, um, to my brother. I was like, "Yo, like, trust me, I like CM Punk. I like Daniel Bryan. I like the guys. Don't get me wrong, but like." I saw the Darby Allen promo and it did get me hyped. You could hear the pop and everything from the crowd, but I'm just like, bro, what are they going to do with him? What CM Punk? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, I'm wrestle. Yeah, I'm wrestle some guys. It's a wrestling show. Oh, no, no shit. I, I, <laughs> it's a, it's a wrestling <laughs> no company, but I'm like, I'm like, what are you going to do with them? Because like in, in WWE, you could do Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. You can do all these like high profile. Like if he was in WWE, it would be, he would be the main event. He would, instantly be made he's gonna made of that aw but it's like i'm not saying he's not gonna be in that position to aw but i'm sorry i don't give a shit if he's wrestling adam hangman page i don't care like i don't care if he's if he's wrestling and that's not a knock on on hangman like i like hangman but there's not that same type of there's not an aura to these these guys in aw like even cm punk versus kenny omega dude I don't give a shit. I really don't. See, I don't see, care. but that's just that's just the style of wrestling, though. You don't like you don't like you guys. You like WWE. You like the WWE. Like that's like because you don't really care yes. about like if you went to like you wouldn't care if you went to like New Japan and faced like I don't know Tanahashi. Like that's a big for like. I mean, it would be cool. Like I would definitely yeah. tune in. But, but like to say that like there's no value in that. I just like no. I mean, it's, it's a not your type of cup crowd. of tea. It's, it's not, not your cup of and tea. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's not my cup of tea, but the people that it is their cup of tea, those neckbeard marks. And, I, and oh I'm not saying they're God. not specific. Oh my God. They're not specific to AW. They're not. Did you but, see the Thunderdome? Did you see the characters that were in the Thunderdome? That's, that's, that's the WWE audience. Come dude, on now. Come on. Like, we can make this, look, we can make this a one-on-one. We can, we can make this a one-on-one. Cause I'm clearly leaning. I, I lean towards WWE. You, cl- and, you and lean I, towards I the fed. I get it. You lean towards I, the fed, yeah. but my whole thing with, with the uh the aw versus wwe thing is like it's a different type of fan like bro and i said this i think i said this last episode and i'll, I'll say it again i've said this to you even off the record like i'll listen to disco inferno and conan keeping it 100 and, <laughs> and they'll talk about back in the day when wrestling was hot when wrestling was as hot as it ever was when wwe was going off against wcw and it was hogan and all these guys and wcw and then you had austin and rock and wwe you had these superstars but the thing that made it, the thing that like really got it over, like the 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 war was the fans. The fans, everybody and their mom that came to a WWE or WCW show back in the '90s brought them signs and everything, and they they were cheering. Mm-hmm. They were like football fans. They were like football fans. Yeah, the fans kinda, aren't the same anymore. They're man. not. They're nerds. They're literally nerds now. I'm sorry, they're nerds. And yeah. like, you got to be like, I'm sorry, we know Joe, that the Democrats. But you're acting as if this is only an AEW thing. We've gone yeah. to WWE shows and like. Yeah, I'm sorry. WWE fans it's are nerds also too. not great. Like, it's, but, it's it's not... <laughs> a, but it's like a difference because WWE is surface level. Like if you're if you just go up to some random person on the side of the street, some random job on the side of the street and you go, hey, like, do you know, like pro wrestling? Do you know what that is? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, like WWE. Like nobody's watching NCIS on on the USA Network and this or um, not on the USA Network on TNT and just randomly stumbling upon AW. And I'm not hating on AW like that. I'm hating on the fan base. The fan base is so much more like polarized and like they're like they fit such a 
such a small like it's such a small population of the wrestling fans it's like a it's a different type of cat bro i'm telling you a different like compared to like the standard wrestling fan that watches wwe and then you compare them to like the the AEW fans like these are guys that are like oh no well at roh final battle 2009 this guy faced this guy and you know what i mean like they're like like, that's what i'm trying to get at yeah like like no one cares about what cm punk was wrestling uh who he was wrestling in ring of honor in 2003 but these guys are going to be like well dude he faced frankie kazarian back at this house show in 2002 so now they're having a match on dynamite that's like a dream match no one cares that's not moving the needle i'm sorry it's not moving the needle yeah uh yeah don't know how to am i wrong though like I'm just it, it, but like there's a complete and utter bias to that statement there's just it, there's a bias i mean, yeah. I mean you don't like aw so you think it's not you don't, like, you don't like it you don't like it it's fine it's, it's not that it's it's so it's okay not that. okay remember when Shaq went through the table that was like a viral moment people knew what aw was i've talked to human beings outside and gone like been like oh yeah you know like oh what's your interest you know yeah like watching wrestling they go like oh you like wwe i go like no i like the one on tnt and they go like oh yeah i know i've seen that one like when i'm watching basketball because you forget tnt nba playoffs they're constantly showing them yeah i mean i guess because if you think about it on the usa network and i'm playing devil's advocate on your side if you're watching the usa network and you just stumble upon smackdown live you know before they went to fox the way you're getting there is you're watching Chris Lee knows best and it ends and you're watching Chris Lee, Lee and, you great know, show. his fruity ass and his family. And you're watching. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. 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 Now that's the, now you're crossing the line. We're not going to talk about Chris Lee now. Hey, I like Chris Lee. We're not going to talk about Chris Lee and the family. I fam. like Chris Lee. He's just got a little sugar. He's, got a, char- he's got a charming family. He's just Southern. Fair enough. But now what I'm trying to say is like, look, I feel like it's a difference when you have, CM Punk debut for AW and he's wrestling Hangman Page and I like Hangman Page but it's a difference between him wrestling Hangman in the main event and I'm just using him as like the proverbial so, but it's like, almost like you're faulting them for using their own style like I'm not but it's just a diff- no but I'm I'm not but like well I mean I guess in a way I am because when you compare Hangman to like Roman Reigns and you got Yes, I understand, but like storylines, like you know. Okay. Also, the same point. If CM Punk comes back and faces Sami Zayn, no one gives a shit either. Like, but you have to. I know. Trust me. I said this. I said this to my brother. I said, "Yo, I said, look, that's the thing." And bro, we said it. I think we said this last episode where I said, "CM Punk, it'd be awesome for him to come back." But what's he gonna to WWE? But if he comes back to WWE, is he gonna come back at SummerSlam? Because you're not just gonna have him interrupt the like not even month long Roman Reigns. Versus That's what Johnson. I mean. There's not even a thing for There's him not to a spot do in for WWE him. for right now. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, if you bring him back, you're not just gonna have him like in the mid card with like Big E. And even though it makes sense, and I love Big E. It just doesn't make sense because CM Punk is a type of guy that's actually like one of the few people left. I feel like that has potential to be a draw in wrestling. So I mean, yeah, they have him going. That, that that's why they don't have him going against Hangman. They're teasing against Darby Allen, where they have Sting, which a is known not- person. But you have Sting with him. You're trying okay. to build a okay, roster. No. Okay, you're trying to build a roster. Okay, boy, you're trying to build people up. You're putting a guy, a young guy, who's over with the fans. Not my cup of tea. Not a big Darby Allen guy. But you, I mean, he's over okay, with check me. over with That's the kids. He's over with the thing. You put him with Sting. People know Sting. People know who Sting is. 
I'd say, like, yet again, the com- if they know who Roman Reigns is, they probably know who Sting is. I'd say they're on the same level of stardom and common knowledge. And then you have CM Punk. You're building someone. You get the viewership for people seeing CM Punk. You know, CM Punk's an edgy little d- dude. People love the little CM Punk straight edge lord, whatever. You see Darby Allen, he's like the same thing. You might make a new fan. So, like, I don't, I'm not going to fault him for facing, like, I'm not, Darby Allen. I don't know. Like, who else would you rather him face? I'm not, but this is my whole thing was, my point was, you You're almost faulting them for signing them. I know. My, well, I mean, in a way, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm trying to say. Let me, let, I'll, I'll lay it out to you right now. I'm like, look, obviously, it's a great get for AEW. I'm not trying to say that getting CM Punk in 2021 and bringing him out of like what he said was a permanent retirement, bringing him out. Your well, we all knew is, that was Cap. Is, I mean, yeah, you know it was Cap. There was never a doubt in that one. It's like, yeah, he was okay, going to, dude. He was going to. He was hoping UFC time. was going to go a lot better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean that was a, that was oof. It's just just a miscalculation on his part. But I'll say this: I like AW, and I'm trying to make it seem like I'm not being this hater because it does come across that way but my whole thing for him at not debuting in wwe because when the rumors came up and we talked about it last week we talked about the the aw or not even the aw we talked about cm punk the rumors of him coming back but at that point we didn't know if it was just exclusive to to what brand we didn't know if mm-hmm. it was wwe or aw so my thing was he comes back to aw or to wwe i mean he comes back to WWE. It's going to be hard to insert him into this Roman Reigns thing because that's the type of storyline he needs to be in. I feel like, yeah, because like you don't. That, he's the top guy. Like, and, and trust him me, Seth exactly. Rollins. I don't really know if that moves the needle either. And that's what I'm saying is okay. Even if you put him into a feud for the belt right now, so if you put him on Raw, which you definitely don't put CM Punk on Raw because why? The, you're moving the needle on Fox. He's already associated with Fox. So you're bringing him back on Fox. Like there's a 0% chance that mm-hmm. w, if, if CM Punk came back to WWE, there's a 0% chance that he would go back on Raw. He would definitely go back on SmackDown because it's on Fox. So yeah, more than likely. He's in this thing with, with, with John Cena, Roman Reigns is. So that's probably going to, you know, probably, you know, fill the, uh, the you know, it's going to fill the booking up for the next month or so. And plus just on SmackDown last week, Finn Balor came back and was challenged Roman Reigns. So it's either going to be Finn Balor and Roman Reigns or the triple threat between Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and John Cena. So where does CM Punk fit into that? Obviously, he doesn't. So if you're going to bring him back to WWE, what are you going to do? He's on Fox, so you're going to have him go against Apollo Crews? I love Apollo Crews, but he's not moving the needle. And my thing is, if he's coming back to, to if he's coming back to wrestling and he's going to AEW, Bro, he needs to be in the John Moxley, Kenny Omega, whatever. He needs to be in that storyline. Don't bring him back against Darby Allen. I don't care if Sting's just hanging outside of the ring, you know, milling around. No, it it's not it's, my dream matchup for CM I mean, I'm not Punk. saying it is, like, but I'm not, just saying it doesn't really make sense. But I, I, I get it. That's the thing. I understand why that's presumably where he's going to go. It's not my dream matchup. Like, I don't know. I'd rather see CM Punk go against, like, I don't know, Cole Cabana, that'd be kind of funny, but uh, I'd love to see him go against, like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it would be a little awkward, too. Or, like, what if know. he just comes back and just goes to NXT and he's just, like, him and Samoa Joe, like, they just run it back. See, now that... And that would get me hyped. No one would care, though. No one would care, though. Who cares about CM Punk and Samoa Joe and Ring of Honor? Who cares about that? No one cares about well, that. That's a little different, though. Ne- Neckbeards cared about that. It's only Neckbeards that care about that. I mean, Samoa Joe and Frankie, like, 
we're talking about Samoa Joe and Frankie Kazarian right now. Christopher but Daniels. you brought up Frankie Kazarian. No one's booking him with Frankie Kazarian. Or Christopher Daniels. They're the, one in the same. No, movie. Christopher Daniels doesn't wrestle anymore. Like that dude's like in the background. He They're hasn't wrestled guy. in like months now. They're they are the same guys guy. that were on this on the card in Ring of Honor at the same time as Punk when he was before you know pre WWE. That's why I'm saying that I feel like the Marks like those type of matchups. That's why they liked. Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles so much at WrestleMania because it was like yeah, you know okay I can't argue this point because last night they announced like Jericho's going through like this weird thing where he has to keep fighting guys to face MJF I don't know and he keeps bringing back his old characters so like last night he faced uh that dude Nick Gage which by the way if we're going to talk about like you know neckbeard indie shit did you see matt cardona did you see that shit that was yeah, nuts that was weird like i've never seen a heat reaction like that in a long I know, time I good for either. him honestly getting pelted by of beers to it like i i know like good for him really because I, I, I don't even like like i don't like matt cardona if i was there I was in philly if i was there i'd probably throw my beer too i'd be like fuck you dude but anyways yeah, <laughs> uh, besides the point of god what was i saying i totally lost my train of thought what was i saying before that Oh, you're talking. Oh, about he was—he was, he was yeah. facing uh, Nick Gage. So right. last night he was facing Nick Gage, and he was the painkiller, like he was in New Japan, and eh, whatever. It was weird. And then afterwards, he's like, "Oh, or MJF comes, like your next thing is you have to face, God, what is the dude's Juventud Guerrera? Are you serious? Yes, I'm like that's another name where it's like, huh? Like who is who is this drawing attention to? Like who's gonna be like?" Holy shit, Hooventude! Damn, the that Hooventude? gets a pop out of me. Like that, I Hooventude. Like, see, Hooventude. so you're not much better than the neckbeards, goddamn. But the, the only reason I like the only reason I like Hooventude is not because I've like seen him wrestle, but because he's Conan's boy and Conan's always talking about him. Yo, I'm telling you. Well, Conan's on every episode now too. He's with a uh, proud, uh, proud and powerful. I know. I want to almost because well, uh, in TNA, I'm trying to think who was LAX before before. Proud and powerful, whatever the fuck their name is now, but Santana Ortiz were LAX. And yeah, he was like the manager. But I'm trying to think mm. who the who was LAX before them. I can't remember. Uh, damn, I don't know. No, it, that was like a big ass name. stable. There's like a shit ton yeah, of there was a lot of LAX. there was, but it was always like Conan and like a manager but, um, or something like that. I can't remember, but either way, but yeah, Hooventude's coming back, and I guess uh, I guess the rumors he's gonna be like the lion tamer. He'll be like you know. Oh, WCW Jericho. Then I was sitting there thinking, I was like, if they're gonna keep doing that, what are they bringing Fandango for a match? Yeah, bring Fandango, bring Fandango and have him be like, you know, like light up jacket, short haircut, Y two J. Damn, Dude, they're just gonna keep bringing irrelevant ass wrestlers in that he fought in the past. I'm all about it. Yeah, <laughs> bring Damn. Fandango know, but, in. But here's another thing, though. We haven't even got into this point because, like, trust not... me. My thing is, I like, I like CM Punk. I want to see him come back. I'm not fiending for him to come back. I just wish that if he was coming back, it would be with the Fed. It would be in a in a main event like well, yeah, WrestleMania but, but that's just us fantasy booking though. Like, of course, I want to see like a triple threat of like Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and CM Punk, and it's a Paul Heyman on a pole match. Like, that's what I want to watch. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I want to see. But like Paul Heyman on I, the pole, can't always get it, man. So like, I'm Fair not complaining of what I got. Yeah, but uh, another uh, big name, uh, Daniel Bryan. Also rumored to go. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. See, that's the one I don't really know how I feel about. That is the one where I'm like, to almost to the points that you made with Punk are kind of the points I make with, like, 
Daniel Bryan. Because it's my like points, my, my biggest points with AW though, my biggest concern with this is my biggest concern with Punk and my biggest concern with Daniel Bryan too, is it feels like everyone that comes in has to be paired with someone or in like a stable, even if it's an unannounced type of stable. And like I like I, I like the idea of Darby Allen. I'm not crazy about him, but obviously I like Sting. But it's mm. like they're like their mindsets. Oh, they both wear face paint. Bang, they're together. Whatever. Who the fuck are either. they going to put beside CM Punk? Who the fuck are they going to put aside Daniel Bryan? Because to me, when they put like Eric Rowan besides Daniel Bryan, that made a lot of sense. And it was cool to me because well, it was like they had the connection, they, the prior storylines. And that's the thing I'm asking for is I was like, yo, yeah, I don't care if it's in it. Like well, that's probably indie. what they'll do though, because I feel like a lot of these pairings they kind of just are like pretty much just friends. Like John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are kind of like their own thing now, solely because they're just friends in real life, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna work together. Like, right. who's I get uh, safe to say CM Punk won't be in the Dark Order, but like I don't know, he, he might maybe he CM will. Punk might, he might have a, yeah, you know, him and Cole Cabana might squash it, but uh, he might have a couple buddies around town they can make a little you know a little group with. I just, I don't know, man. My thing is, like, those are the type of guys I feel like they should just, you should just leave them to be by themselves. Like, solo, yeah. yeah I like mean, honestly, they probably be. will. And, like, even, like, John Moxley, like, I feel like he should have been solo, and he was, his character was moving that way, but then he had the whole Eddie Kingston thing, and now, mm. ever since, he's been attached to his hip, and it's like... And they I, keep losing. He keeps losing. John Moxley, like, has been on this weird losing streak recently. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like it's a weird time in wrestling, because it's like, all right, fans are finally back for the first time in literally, what, a year, two years, over a year and a half, something like that. So it's like, obviously, these companies are going to be, whether it's WWE, AW, they're going to take the next stride to try and like uh, bring fans back and bring fans in person yeah. and whatnot. I mean, not as, I mean, they would be there anyway, but, you know, I think of a guy like CM Punk and I think of a guy like Daniel Bryan. I mean, bro, I, I, I think of like how older people look at like Bret Hart, how older people look at guys like Bret Hart or, or Stone Cold. Like, this is not a hot take. Like the modern day equivalent in our generation, like Stone Cold, mm-hmm. CM Punk, Bret yeah, Hart, pretty much. Daniel Bryan. And you get those guys and those are two huge names going to AW, but I just don't think that they're moving the needle for them. And I'm not necessarily saying that if they came back to WWE that they would move the needle either. I think that if CM Punk went back to WWE, it would move the needle a little bit, but that's about it. I'm going to, we'll have to go to this debate back when it happens. Cause like we're at C ratings. We're just at C ratings. AW's already getting close to raw and shit. They're getting close. I will say I was talking to Jake yeah, my brother and um, we were talking about it yesterday and I was like, yo, like if they, if they get uh one or two of them, either I mean they're well, sounds like they got both of them. It they definitely like got both. Of them. Both they are signed, them. yeah. But uh, if they if they get them, like they're gonna beat Raw. Like they they are gonna beat the Raw like Monday Night Raw's number. Yeah, they are. Because Raw does dog shit. I mean, I'm sorry. Like SmackDown does good, but like SmackDown, you're reaching a. Certain... No, I haven't watched a Raw in months like the last i think i said last episode i haven't watched raw since underground they canceled underground i haven't watched since yeah i haven't i watched raw a little bit last week and the week before but i didn't watch like the whole three hour episode and i really haven't watched smackdown like i'm gonna watch it tomorrow but uh i just i'm not like crazy about uh 
I don't know, man. I just feel like WWE, they got their way of doing things. And I feel like they're just super petty. And that's, that's why they're like Vince, Vince McMahon has the nerve to say he, he has nothing left for Daniel Bryan. Like that's just, yeah, just like, odd. Just just weird. Like, bring him back, bring him back and have him go against like John Cena or like just, it doesn't even have, have to make sense. Literally just anybody. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, just have, a to person make, it doesn't that, have to make sense. Like at all. You know, um, you go out there, get your little, yes channel and this will be my last point this will be my last point on this but like my my whole point with this aw versus wwe thing and i'm not saying that aw is necessarily bad at like presenting matches and and stuff like that but wwe the way they hype up a match like uh, whether it's a wrestlemania match or whatever like the the way they do like the the packages and stuff like before whether it's on Mm -hmm. even if it's just like a weekly on a weekly show whether it's raw or smackdown or whatever on a pay-per-view the way they like hype up a match has it feel it makes it feel a lot bigger than it actually is so that's why i'm like if they did bring back a guy like punk if they did bring him back daniel bryan you know they'd be able to make it seem like this huge deal and i'm not saying that aw won't be able to make it a big deal but they're not going to be able to reach the uh the the height of the hype that wwe will be able to just because oh, those are, they're his former employer you know for, for I mean, each guy. yeah i mean of course though like that's wwe is the wwe i mean I don't think yeah, they man. expect. I don't think they expect Punk to come in and then be like the new powerhouse. I'm and fair. I mean, that's a film block, I, I, just a film block, right. you know. All right, fair enough. But you know uh, who? Hey, like... you know who's the real winner between WWE and AEW? Paul Heyman. The fans. Huh? Oh, the fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fans are the real winners of this one. Uh, but <laughs> uh, speaking of the fans, uh, fans. I know uh, all the the millions of uh, shoot talk fans out there. They're 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 gonna love this. The millions uh, this, and this debate. <laughs> they're gonna love this debate topic. We're gonna go a uh, little off kilter, I guess you could say here. And I want every episode. I want to get. Let's get more and more like just random ass like uh like debate topics because I, I saw okay. like part of my take the other day did uh the the top the Mount Rushmore of um team mascots that you can eat. <laughs> so it's uh, it's completely yeah. up to interpretation you could like make a case for anything but either way our uh debate topic for this week is gonna be the top five roided athletes of all time this is athletes and by athletes i mean we're we're keeping this uh very vague if you're athletic if you if you're athletic yeah. if you're an athletic person and you've used any type of ped performance enhancing drug steroid epo anything use any type of uh enhancement to uh, basically better your physical performance slash health, then you're on this list, or you could be on this list. I should say you're, you're qualified yeah. for this list. And qualified. there was there was a, a smooth um, hundred solid solid candidates that we could have used for this. But I know mine. I know I got a list of mine, Mike. I know you got a list of yours. Do you want to go first? We're gonna go snake draft style, same way as last week. You want to go first, Mike, or you want uh, me to go first? Ah, uh, you know. Y- Go ahead. You can go first. I mean, I want to hear your first. I want to see where you went. Cause I feel like we're going to have a decent amount that might be, you know, a couple right. double ups. So I want to see who your first is first. So my first is going to be uh good old Lance Armstrong, right? Lance Armstrong, a man that uh, captured the hearts of millions of Americans by his, uh, you know, live strong campaign. Live strong bracelets. After, yeah. after, yep. Live strong bracelets. Uh, Yellow like cream. mustard. Yeah, exactly. Cultural relevance to this podcast, but Lance Armstrong, 
uh, obviously cyclists uh, basically played in the entire country of America, had everyone basically playing the world's smallest violin for his cancer diagnosis. And I'm not trying to downplay it because it was a very real battle that he had. But this man post cancer decided, let me, I went from like, he went from being like top baby face in Olympics, like Olympic oh, it's an all time heel turn yeah. to like the, one of the most hated because he was just clearly using steroids the entire time and he <laughs> came out and admitted it. Uh, just like a rod, he came out, showed his ass on Oprah or Ellen or who, who, who even knows where one of the makeup, talk shows. Yeah. One of them. Uh, so it is what it is. Lance Armstrong, definitely on my list uh, because of the pure, like, 360 that his career did or 180 whatever the fuck you want to call it uh he went from being extremely loved and i commend him for beating cancer but uh you know he, he kind of took the wrong path after that uh to say the least so he's definitely on my list for that reason plus i mean uh tour de france like he he wanted like literally mm. like two or three straight times so he's an accomplished guy i don't know if it's uh with or without steroids or not but i think that's besides the point i think that's the reason why he's on my list uh, because that adds to to the nostalgia of Lance Armstrong. So for my number five pick in my top five, I'm going Lance Armstrong. I can't hate him. I can't hate that whatsoever. Uh, Lance Armstrong, like I said, you know, lived strong bracelets, cultural relevance, or culture. Oh, another thing, cultural relevance to the podcast. You know, you know, published author Mr. Joe is here. But um, <laughs> yeah, for know. for uh, my you know for my fifth pick, my top five, you know. PED slash, you know, whatever performance enhancing athletes going to Julian Edelman solely on the fact that I feel like people just forget that happened. I feel like most people just forget that like Julian Edelman like was suspended for, was he spent for like an entire season for PEDs? Honestly, I swear to God, I'm not lying to you right now. You I forgot have, it happened. I forgot it happened. <laughs> you forgot it happened. People yeah. forgot it happened. I was going to say, it's I didn't like know one of the happened. bigger stories that happened in a long time. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, don't you know, cut off like steroids. I'll forget exactly what it was, but he was out for like a year. That's why I wasn't playing because he got suspended. Jesus. So yeah, Julian Edelman, because that was only like two or three years ago. So Julian Edelman is my fifth solely on uh, I need to keep the relevancy to this. Like people need to remember this happened. I'm not gonna let him off off off, yeah. <laughs> off, off the hold for it. I'm not gonna let it happen. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I now <laughs> now that you say it, I, I'm like starting to remember, but uh it was definitely not something that was like fresh on my mind. Fresh, but uh, it happened recently and no one yeah, talks about it. So, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. Well, for my number four, ah, man, I'm like contemplating it because I, I, I'm trying to figure out like my own criteria of what is going to make a guy make my list because I have like 10 names right now, but I'm like, why should I pick this guy over this guy? And uh, for me, I want to pick Sammy Sosa, my fourth pick. Uh, Sammy Sosa, I mean, just. One of the I'm sure I'm sure there's gonna be plenty other baseball names on this list. Yeah, for sure. But Sammy Sosa, like uh, one of the all-time, just random people of all time. Like that's the only way I can say it. Dude was great at baseball, but um, just turned out to be a nut job. Like most, I feel like '90s uh, athletes. Like a lot of them just kind of ended up being a little, you know, off the deep end. And Sammy Sosa is definitely one of them. Sammy Sosa is a man who is a completely different skin complexion than he was in the nineties. Not really sure why I was definitely some, uh, some, um, altering there out of his own pocket, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is a guy that was, hitting, he was hitting 70 bombs a year. Didn't care. Uh, people in Chicago loved him and, uh, just ended up, 
kind of being in, in that long list of like, uh, I guess like headaches for, for Chicago sports fans at that point, because the, the Cubs hadn't won a world series. The bears have been asked for like 15 years, 20 years at that point. And hmm. then, I mean, the bulls have been good, but it's like, you get Sammy Sosa and he just tarnishes the entire, at that time, Sammy Sosa tarnished, tarnished the entire legacy of the, the Chicago Cubs at that point. Um, they kind of showed his ass. Uh, he's on my list. I have a lot of other baseball players on this list, but I got to go Sammy Sosa <laughs> just because the, the sheer like character that he actually is. So for number four, give me Sammy Sosa. Let's see. I only have one more baseball player on my list. So I got to take him before you take him. Jose Consenco. I think that's a pretty easy one. I mean, Jose Consenco, you know, I think one of the more obvious, like, yeah, of course you're on steroids. <laughs> like, yeah. was there ever any, even like a second thought about it? And I think, you know, and the real reason Jose Consenco is on this, because I feel like he's really going through a bad time. You know, he lost that fight a couple of, what was it, a couple months ago? Maybe, no, probably longer than that. When did Jose Consenco fight? Uh, that was, probably... was it before COVID? No, I think it was See, That's what I'm wondering. Was it during COVID? Okay, it was beginning so like, of this year, I think. All right, so it's been like a year. Yes, it was beginning of this year, right? So beginning of this year, you know, you lost this fight. I've seen him tweet like some stuff. I don't think his daughter really likes him that much. I don't think he's got a good relationship <laughs> with his family. You know, Jose Consenco can catch a break. So I'm at least going to hook him up. He's number four on my list. It's not the biggest break in the world, but you know, Jose Consenco could use a win. He's number four on my top five athletes that have used PEDs. I kind of like that. Uh, he is not on my list, surprisingly. He was not, uh, but this is my time to kind of go off kilter here. Uh, I'm going to go Hulk Hogan. Number three. Ooh, and look, I, I think it should be happen. known. It should be known that everyone on our list either tested positive or admitted to using steroids, you know, positive tests aside. So if a if a guy didn't necessarily test positive and pop for steroids, but they came out to admit that they use steroids, they're on this list. They can or at least be eligible. To oh no, I have list. an accus I have one accusation yeah, at least. So, I'm sorry. So there's so a, like, no, there's it's, one it's slander. There's one libel. <laughs> shit so or slander point, anyway. it's verbal so it's slander yeah all right so it's so far slander. mike's mike's got julian edelman jose canseco i got lance armstrong sammy sosa and then for my third pick i'm going hulk hogan uh yep yeah, i gotta go hulk hogan i mean i he was gonna be on my list at some point but i wanted to make sure that i got him uh i mean this guy i mean what is he 35 inch pythons whatever the hell he says i don't even know at this point uh hulk hogan has lived one of the weirdest lives probably in american history i would say uh just the especially the last 20 years like even yeah. like hulk hogan's life post wrestling is probably weird shit like was banging his like best friend's wife on camera mm -hmm. while he was bubba the love sponge the then love sponge I went mean, on a tirade he made like a hundred million dollars suing gawker for, yeah. for leaking his sex tape with yeah, bubba the love sponge wife so yo when you really think about it, that's hilarious this dude fucked his like one of his best friend's wife then went on a racist tirade after and made how much did he make off of it he made like over 100 million dollars in the that's what i mean like yeah. that was 100 million dollars he did all that and gained net profit and to think about <laughs> and to think of how much money he made before and probably spent all of that money on like lawyers and shit uh mm -hmm. crazy hulk hogan has got to be on this list because uh i mean without steroids hulk hogan ain't even he, he, like like, he ain't even famous like he ain't even like that <laughs> so hulk hogan's got to be on my list uh and if you professional wrestler is, is in that athlete category if anyone's got a problem with that you know categorization 
then you can we will we will invite you live onto shoot talk to debate this topic with us because if you're a wrestler you're an athlete that's the end of the story and that's why hulk hogan is number three on my list i like it i like it i'm gonna go uh another fighting sport i'm going anderson silva i think you know the bigger the bigger I think it's probably the biggest one in uh in UFC MMA, Anderson Silva. If we're gonna have one, if we're gonna have to have a UFC or MMA one on there, why not go for the big one, one of the best, greatest of all time, Anderson Silva? And you know, there is that little asterisk there. You know, there are people that will you know look back on his career and go, you never really know because you know he did have the steroids thing, but nonetheless, one of the greatest of all time, one of the goats, and you know he liked to dabble in some. Some PEDs here or there. So for number three, I got Anderson Silva. Yeah, I, I do like that. And and I think Anderson Silva is going to beat the shit out of Logan Paul when they fight. In, oh, yes, 100%. Year. And I don't care uh, if you use PEDs then. Go oh, for yeah, it, dude. Me neither. Me neither. But I will say, um, just looking at my list, you know, I think I have to go with this guy's name. I, I really wasn't really trying to because I, I don't want to go – have I don't want to have more than one baseball player on my list, but I, I gotta go with this man, uh, Barry Bonds. Um, someone had to, I, I, yeah, I had to. And my, my reasoning for Barry Bonds is uh, more so to just bring in a light uh, to his name in the sense of, yeah, he used he, he did use steroids and he came out and well, maybe he didn't, who knows? Because I don't think he ever came out and admitted it. <laughs> If he didn't admit it, then I'm going to say who knows because I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But people forget, Barry Bonds was an MVP in baseball before there was any question of him using steroids. He Mm. was like a two-time MVP, a career like 315 hitter, hit bombs back in like the early 90s when he was a part of the Pirates, when he was on the Pirates, before he even went to the Giants. Like this is a guy who was confirmed great at baseball, confirmed an all-star MVP type of you know caliber player he won an mvp before he even allegedly used steroids and then you have the turnaround in your career of being like okay i'm an mvp so i think of a guy like bryce harper right obviously bryce has got a lot of clout but if bryce just decided like four years ago to start using steroids after he Mm -hmm. won an mvp like bryce could be a guy that hits 50 bombs (laughs) bombs a year so I think of like barry bonds as that kind of guy where he said look i'm already great at baseball but let me take it to i'm great and i'll be a great of my era but let me be a great of all time and let me allegedly (laughs) use it you really do and i do respect it and and barry bonds deserves a spot in the hall of fame i don't give a shit if he used steroids or not i don't care if he used steroids his entire career he deserves a spot in the hall of fame he needs to be on my list for that reason because he was great before and he was even better after he 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 was the I think probably the only athlete in American history that decided I'm great at my sport, but let me be one of the greatest of all time and use steroids allegedly. So Barry Bonds is going to be number two on my list. Yeah. Put him in the hall of fame. I can't argue that whatsoever. Barry Bonds definitely deserving. You can't do a list of, you know, PED using athletes. And, you know, I'm just going to say all of them allegedly, because what really is, you know, how do you know a drug test? I don't know how that got there. I don't know how that got there. Someone else injected me with them. Uh, you know, I like to give uh, people the benefit of the doubt, but for uh, <clears throat> for my number two on the list, I'm going someone who's, you know, not too shy to, you know, mention 
any type of substances he's putting in his body, and that's Joe Rogan. If you don't think Joe Rogan's an Damn athlete, it. then you're wrong. <laughs> Did I just steal Joe Rogan? <laughs> that was going to be my number one pick, man. See, Damn. the thing is, I was about to wait for it, too, so I just stole, I just stole the pick. I got Joe Rogan in there. Joe Rogan's been openly has admitted to using, like, PEDs, testosterone, like, pretty much anything in the world. And if you don't think he's an athlete, I've seen him do, you know, I've seen him do some jujitsu. I've seen Have him, you, you seen know, go on the ground. Exactly. It's legendary. He literally teaches MMA fighters to use it. Like, I know Joe Rogan's an athlete. I know there's listeners listening to this right now that, and, and shit, you might too, Mike. The, the And people are going to know the exact video I'm talking about right now when I bring it up. Joe Rogan has a spinning back kick video on YouTube. And I don't know if he posted it or one of his friends or whatever, but George St. Pierre is right there. And it's like clearly recorded on a camera phone in like the year of 2012, mm-hmm. maybe. So he has this crazy hard back kick and the sound effects doesn't come to the video until like 15 seconds after it's like the most 2012 <laughs> video of all time. Uh, that just sticks in my mind. Cause like in the comments it's like, damn, that was loud, but it's like yeah. 15 seconds after he even throws the kick uh, because it's, it's so a thunderous delayed. kick. Yeah. Damn. I was going to have that because Joe Rogan is one of those guys. that's like, I'm not, an, I'm not, I don't compete. So I can basically use. So all the I can just, I want. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't do anything, so I can just I, – I have a podcast, dude. Who's going to tell me now? And, you know, I respect it. I, re- I respect that philosophy from Joe Rogan. Yeah, I, I do too. I think that's a solid pick. Uh, he was he was going to be my number one. I swear to God, he's going to be my number one. See, I, I had to sneak in there. I had Because he's not even on my list. Luckily, it's one I literally just thought of. Damn. I was like, oh, fuck, no, Joe Rogan, dude. Yeah, because luckily I have a, another guy. I got to put him on my list. My number one pick of this draft um, – I was kind of going back and forth between two guys, right? And I hope neither of these are are your guys, and I don't necessarily think that they are. But I had Arnold Schwarzenegger as my number one pick. So he's my number one pick. Uh, And he was a bodybuilder at one point and obviously an action star. But Mm -hmm. he has since admitted to using steroids. Uh, I was kind of going back and forth between him and The Rock because I was like, the Rock admitted he he came out and admitted that he used them, but he said I used them when I was playing college football, and I said, "Well, bullshit." Yeah, that's nonsense. Bullshit. There's no way The Rock is not on steroids right now, and I love The Rock, and it doesn't change the way I think about him, even if he is using steroids right now. I don't believe his meals. Him. You know, he always posts his meals. I don't believe him when he you says he, he eats uh, all that. I don't believe him. He eats like half of it or something. I think he eats like half of it, maybe. Yeah, but, but I'm that's going Arnold. Bullshit. I'm going to Arnold. I mean, the dude was literally built like an action figure. Uh. I mean, you got to be – bro, I'm sorry, but, like, I will say, like, on the contrary to that point about The Rock, Arnold was definitely eating, like, 10,000 calories a day. Like, mm-hmm. he's got a uh, fake – his physique and his peak was, like, fake. Uh, so I have to go with him just because it was, like, damn, you parlayed your career into, like, you you won Mr. Olympia and you were, like, the biggest action star. Like, yo, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the star of my favorite uh, Christmas movie of all time. Jingle all the way. I mean, you kidding me? Mm. Uh, a, a great oh move. Oh, my God. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger has got to be number one on my list. Uh, Joe Rogan would have been on my list, but I, I was he, they were 1A, 1B. Um, so, definitely a weird way of me framing this, but, you know, either way. No, no, Understandable. You know, it's a tandem. You know, in the NHL, you have 1A, 1B goalie tandem sometimes. You don't necessarily <laughs> have a starter. You have two starters. I get it. And, you know, honestly, it kind of works for mine, too, because mine kind of goes for, like, the New Day rule. You know what I mean? It's one pick. But it's kind of like an umbrella of people. And uh, it's pretty much anyone who's ever been casted as a superhero. Because have you like <laughs> the way they turn their bodies around, there's zero shot. 
Like, did you see Chris Pratt in uh, uh, Parks and Recreation? I did. He looked like me. And now, he, <laughs> and, now, and now he's jacked. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Same with uh, the one dude, what's his name? Uh, Kumail, whatever oh, his name yes. is, from the Eternals. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way he didn't use at least, like, from one Kumar? shot. Just, yes, from... No, not... Wait. Yeah, he was in Aaron oh. Kumar, wasn't he? I don't think so. Oh, no, was he, he definitely wasn't. Kumail was in um. No, he was in God. Stuber. Stuber, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to think. Stuber. <laughs> I say he was definitely in Stuber. I was trying to think of what movie he was in. I can like because I could picture him because he looks like the uh you know the meme of just like the the, the chiseled guy who's got like mm-hmm. yeah he has like the chiseled like, face. The, the He's like incredibly face, like, jacked. Now, yeah, he now. looks like him. But like when you look at him in the Big Sick, which is, came out in 2017, he was just like you know your average Joe. It's too much of a turnaround. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's yeah. real. And then, like, of course, you know, your Chris Hemsworths and, you know, your guys like that. Of course, they're already Jack. Zach like, Efron and Zach Efron's not even a superhero. I just think actors in general. Like, but, like, what about, like, Paul Rudd? Eh. Oh, Paul Rudd was never built like that, but now he's an Ant Man. He's built like that. N- no nah, shot. Yeah. No shot. I mean, he had even a if it's little like, bit of help. Come on. Even if it's like TRT, something like that. That's what I mean, like, because these guys, like, especially a guy like Paul Rudd, he's always been famous. He's always been able to go to the gym and, you know, have these personal trainers and look like that. It wasn't until he kind of came, you know, Ant-Man, that this dude got chiseled. I'm not going to throw any, you know, spot on anyone's name, but I'm just saying there's a fair amount of movie stars that, you know, as soon as they become a superhero, they just they get their own little superpowers, if you know what I mean. No, I get that. No, that's it. I like that. That's, so just anyone is a superhero. And any, superhero. any just put just put any suit pretty much any superhero. If you're a superhero in Mar in like Marvel or DC, there's an asterisk. I'm not the biggest uh, one. Oh. We are missing the biggest one. Christian Bale, I forget what movie it was. He literally played like a political prisoner that was like on the verge of starvation and looked maybe a, a buck ten soaking mm-hmm. wet. And like two years later was just ripped to the gills as as batman batman, as batman. yeah so yeah i mean bro I'm, I'm saying i think i think um people will be surprised the amount of actors and the actors uh themselves who use steroids like, like the thing is i'm not even really putting small in their name because like i don't, I don't give not, a shit dude don't, yeah, who cares so, so, like i don't i don't i don't care you want to use steroids brother go for it i think I, yeah I'm. I think this is. I think we should go on the limb and say this is a pro steroid podcast. Oh, I've always been a person like. Like I was very much you pro do steroids it, man? Go for in it, MLB. Dude, yeah. Like baseball, the the most fun baseball has been in the last twenty five years was when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Canseco and all these guys were going head to head to head and hitting as many home runs as they possibly could. And guess what? They were all juiced to the absolute gills. It's, but like I feel like it makes for great entertainment. I feel like steroids nowadays, like you know. I feel like they're safer now. I feel like there's safer alternatives. I'll, oh yeah. You want to take some PEDs, dude? It just makes, you know, it, it makes the sport better. <laughs> Terrible, but yeah, it makes shit. the I mean, sport yeah. better. I mean, shit. You're not lying. Joe Rogan's sure. healthy enough. If Joe Rogan can do it, I think Chris Bryant can do it. I don't know why it was the first baseball player I thought of, but <laughs> Chris Bryant can do it. <laughs> why not? Shit. Either way, I think it's a uh, pro steroid podcast. Pro steroid so Mike's, podcast. Mike's list, you had Julian Edelman, Jose Canseco, Anderson Silva, Joe Rogan, and an- any superhero. I had Lance Armstrong, Sammy Sosa, Hulk Hogan, Barry Bonds, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but for I think that's that's about it that we got for uh, this episode. Any last words, Mike? Uh, Philly stink. Ben Simmons also stinks. The Flyers kind of good. 
and I, I think we should. It. I think we should say though this this next episode. Obviously, we got not episode number six right now, but episode number seven next week is going to be like a post-apocalyptic um, uh, shoot talk episode because I would be it's willing be a crazy to crazy NBA all season. It's going to be a crazy NBA week week of NBA. It's probably for both of our teams. MLB MLB week. It's going to be oh probably even wilder like in the landscape of wrestling and stuff. Considering that you know we're three weeks. You never know at this from, point. You yeah. never know. So it's going to be crazy, but for Mike, for myself, uh, episode number six, the LeBron James heel episode is in the books. We'll be back next week.